Welcome, precious jewels. This podcast is for you. You are blessed. You are loved. You are special. You are accepted in the beloved. I'm Dorcas, and I'm here to tell you how precious you are. So welcome, Bola, once again to the Precious Jewels podcast. Um, today we're talking about the Holy Spirit as our advocate. So um, thank you for joining us today. Um, yes, we had a nice time with you over the past two weeks. We talked about the Holy Spirit as our helper, the Holy Spirit as our comforter. Today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit as our advocate. So who is, who is an advocate? Maybe we should start with that. All right, praise God. Well, primarily, an, an advocate is somebody who is called to defend. Oh, we defend them in the court. You know, in modern day, we could call them lawyers. That's primarily somebody who comes to defend a client or an offender um, before a judge in the court. Okay, wow. So how, how is the Holy Spirit our advocate then? All right, First uh, John 14, 16, the Bible says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. That's Jesus talking. And then from what we've been considering, the word comforter, paraclete, counselor, helper, intercessor, strengthener, advocate, and standby. So, and like I said, uh, the, an advocate, what we just explained now, is somebody who is called to defend. Now, before I dive straight into that, First John 2, 1 says something. We're going to arrive at where we're going today. But first John 2 1 says something. He said, My little children, these things write I unto you that you say not. He said, and if we're coming back to that, mm. and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So John said, Our advocate is Jesus. So the question is, where does the Holy Spirit come in here? Right? That's the question. Yeah. Now, John 16, when I read John 16 from verse 12 to 14, Jesus talking here, uh, he said, he said, I have yet many things to say unto you, talking to his disciples. He said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13 says, I'll be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He said, for he shall not speak of himself. Notice that. He said, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Verse 14 says, and he shall glorify me, for he shall not receive, for he shall receive of mine and show, glory to God, he said, and show it unto you. So, the mission of the Holy Spirit primarily is to reveal Christ. We are still going to arrive at where we're going today. His ministry is to reveal Christ's ministry. His ministry is to point our attention back to Jesus. So the Holy Spirit does not speak of himself. So primarily, he reveals Christ to us. So he reveals to us that Jesus is the advocate. So when we go, when we go, like, uh, Holy Spirit, my advocate. 
Holy Spirit, my advocate, yo. But he says something like, bros, calm down, calm down. Jesus is the advocate. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is that it will point our attention back to Jesus. So how do we cooperate with the Holy Spirit here? We cooperate with him by receiving his revelation that Jesus is the advocate. Amen? Amen. So he points our attention back to Jesus. So when we explain that the Holy Spirit is a comforter, is a counselor, is an intercessor, see, what he keeps doing is he keeps referring back, making references back to Jesus. Hallelujah. So remember 1 John 2, 1 was inspired. What we just read is my little children. This is right down to you that you see that if any man sings. So remember, 1 John 2 was inspired by him. Was inspired by the Holy Ghost. Yes. It was written through John to us, to the church. Hmm. So back to 1 John 2, 1. I'm going to read that again. He said, my little children, these things write down to you that you sin not. And he said, and if any man see we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous now notice he used the word if and not when mm-hmm. lest it feels like as often as you, you know anytime it happens he said if right yes. so meaning it's not it's not it's not a norm for us mm-hmm. it's not our nature to sin Right? Sin is a nature and that's the nature of the devil. So sin is not a norm for the believer. Sin is not consistent with the nature of the believer. Why? 1 John 3, 9. He said, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin for his seed. Glory to God. His seed, that's the word of God, remains in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Notice the word, he cannot Meaning, it doesn't have what it takes to sin. The believer does not have what it takes to sin. Amen? Amen. So now the question is, do believers sin? Do believers, do they sin? Emphatically, yes. The other question is, can believers sin? Emphatically, no. Now I'm going to explain that. Now, if you ask me, uh, do you back or have you backed before? Yes, I have, of course. Especially when I was young, we mimic dogs. Yes, I'm back. The second question is, can you back? The answer is no, I can't. Even though I have backed before and I and I, you know, I do not exactly have what it takes to back. Mm. I only mimic the dog who's got the back nature. I don't have the back nature, the dog got the back nature. So even though I'm not a dog, but I bark, I've only succeeded in deceiving myself or living beside myself. Mm. And this is what they call self-delusion. Read that in James chapter 1 from verse 22 to 25. So back to where we're coming from, sin is not consistent with the nature of the believer. That's why John used the word if, meaning assuming that or supposing that or in the circumstances that I mean, it's not, it's not supposed to be a normal boss. Mm. Assuming that it even happens. Assuming you see. Because Romans 6.14 says something. It says, sin shall not have dominion over you. Yes. If sin is not having dominion over you, that means you are the one lording it over sin, not the other way around. Amen? Amen. So, he says, assuming that, supposing that, or in the circumstances that you see, 
John now said, we have an advocate with the Father. Glory to God. He said, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So that's what the Holy Ghost keeps revealing unto us. That Jesus is the advocate. He keeps pointing our attention back. You know, Jesus said he will not speak of himself. So he keeps pointing our attention back to Jesus. So like I said, the word advocate means somebody who is called to defend. A defender in the courts, like, like a lawyer. You know, you know, one who comes to defend another person before a judge. One who stands before a judge and speaks for the right of, 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 of the client or, or, or the man who has been accused. An advocate is a lawyer. Why is he a lawyer? Why is he a lawyer? He's a lawyer because he has studied the intricacies of the law. He could navigate through complicated cases to vindicate a man before the judge. So this is the picture John paints when he refers to Jesus as our advocate. Notice the devil is not the judge. God is and he's a righteous judge. The devil is the one who brings accusation. Revelation 12 10 says he's the accuser of the brethren. So what the lawyer does or the advocate does, you know, is that he brings facts and figures and witnesses before the judge. You know, except for if we see. So anytime we see, see supposed not to be a norm. But if in the event that we sin, do not beat yourself over the head. Amen. You confess your sins and you receive forgiveness, knowing that Jesus defends you before the Father. So this is what the Holy Spirit keeps revealing to us. He never condemns us. He never leaves us. Rather, he keeps pointing our attention back to Jesus. That's why it seems we can't help it but to run back to Jesus. <laughs> That's the ministry of the Spirit. We can't help it. That's the ministry of the Spirit. So, as an advocate, as the lawyer, what is the fact? What is the figure or, or the witness he presents before the Father? Number one, or primarily, is his blood. Glory to God. Hallelujah. His blood. The blood of Jesus is the legal seal on the document of our redemption. So, when the believer said the Holy Spirit reveals Hebrews 9.13, for instance, the blood of Jesus has been applied on the document of our redemption. It tells him that neither by the blood of bulls and goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Hallelujah. That's what he does. The Holy Spirit reveals to us that there is therefore now, Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus. You know the word condemnation means adverse sentence or a charge or an accusation. So there is therefore now no charge. There is therefore now no adverse sentence. There is therefore now no accusation. Hallelujah. So he pleads our case before the righteous judge. We could say this, you know, we could imagine the court proceeding going something like, uh, let's say uh, Sister A or, or Brother B had done something wrong. So the advocate stands before the judge and says, Father, I know this one has sinned and violated the command. He's guilty as charged. However, Father, you said that my sacrifice is sufficient to pay for the debt he has owed. My righteousness was applied to his account when he trusted me for his salvation and forgiveness. Father, as the judge, I've paid the price so he can be pronounced not guilty and there is no debt left for him to pay. 
you know what? And the righteous just goes, all right, discharged and acquitted. Caught. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that, that gives us a picture of what happens. Amen. Yeah. So Jesus is our advocate. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, reveals that to us. Mm. I remember that song that says, Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. You know that, right? It's that, all it chases me down. It fights till I'm found. It leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. Glory to God. But we have an advocate with the Father. So we are not condemned. Amen? We are discharged. We are acute, discharged and acquitted, rather. So as believers... We should not entertain condemning thoughts from the devil. He's the accuser of the brethren. Mm. Amen? Yeah. Rather, we should apply the blood. Glory to God. We should yeah. receive forgiveness. We should apply the blood that there is therefore now no condemnation. We can romp and play in the throne room of grace without a sense of guilt or inferiority. We can stand before the Father with all boldness. Glory. Because we have an advocate with the Father and his name is Jesus Christ the righteous. Glory to God. I'm on fire. Glory to God. You know, Jesus is the advocate and what the Holy Ghost keeps doing is to reveal that to the heart of the believer. Amen. Our approach as believer to the ministry of the Spirit, you know, in revelation, in revealing that to us, should be that of meekness. Mm. James chapter 1 verse 21 says, lay apart all feariness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. So when the Holy Ghost, when you do something wrong, for instance, the Holy Ghost keep pointing your attention back to Jesus and keep pointing your attention back to the world. You don't straighten up and you know pretend like you're not hearing him. You hear him. You mm. you 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 let the word of God pierce you. Amen. You let the mm. word of God correct you and instruct you and bring you back to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise and remember God. that there is no condemnation for us in Christ. So he's our advocate. The Holy Spirit keeps revealing that to us. That is ministry. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I guess I'm Amen. done with that question. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. As you're talking, I just Praise I just God. perceive in my heart that there's someone Praise who's God. Gonna, who's there's someone who's gonna listen to this podcast who is actually Praise um, God. Um, struggling with this right now. Um the person um, has has been in this endless circle of sin repentance, mm, condemnation, you know, and the person feels that you feel that, that God has given up on you, that God is disappointed in you. Oh. But this word is coming oh. to you this day mm-hmm. and it's letting you know that see Jesus is your advocate. You are not condemned. There's no condemnation yeah. for you just Praise God. Yeah. Receive the God. forgiveness that God has freely given. The right. word of Jesus right. is there. It has cleansed you of all unrighteousness. So come boldly. See, that's just the ploy of the devil to keep you far away from God, far away from your loving Father. But yeah. approach, draw near. Your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know? And it is when you do this that you receive that grace that enables you to live above sin. It's mm-hmm. not by beating yourself up. It's not by you know um, trying to condemn yourself. No. It is by receiving what God has already done, what Jesus has already yeah. done, receiving this gift of forgiveness that you are empowered to live above mm-hmm. that thing you're struggling with. Glory to God. You can reach out, you can send a message to that person if you want to, you know, talk further, you could send a message of you. So thank you very, very much, Papala. I I I believe our time is thank up with it's been a very great, great time. That was a very powerful thank you so much. <laughs> powerful charge. Thank Praise you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right. So we'll see you again next week. 
I'm sure we're all enjoying this time we're having with with Brombola and you know we're still gonna have him for the next three weeks. I know somebody's excited about that. Thank you so much, mates and honor. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'll see you next week. Remember, you are loved, you are special, you are precious in the eyes of God.